Utah, Lane Haymont here on the Literary Lens Podcast. I'm with Jackie Lipton, Ann Rose, and Kelly Dykesterhouse. Sign up for our Patreon so you can get into our Discord. I don't even understand what Discord is, but that's good. I'll it's like Slack. Discord. It's exactly like Slack. They change them in terms of service, say, when you upload a book, they have a right to the book. It's now basically their book, their characters, their sequels, all that jazz. And that doesn't necessarily sound great for authors. Legal? I don't know if that's even legal. Yeah, it's legal. Because I guess they're signing up and saying, you know, just like when you sign up for Facebook, it probably says you agree to all this. And they the assumption is that you read it and have signed up for it. Yes. Legally, that is correct. Um, here it is. You hereby grant Spotify a non-exclusive, transferable, sub-licensable, royalty-free, fully paid, irrevocable, worldwide license to reproduce, make available, perform, and display, translate, modify, create derivative works. Which means you are literally giving them your book. Yes. Derivative works, yes. Yeah. So they could go and make a movie of it and not have to pay you anything. Am I wrong, Jackie? No, theoretically, that's right. I mean, there's two categories of definition of derivative works. I think the original intention, as the term is used in the Copyright Act, meant taking the thing and reproducing it in a different form of media. It didn't, I think the initial conception was not that you could make a work based on the original work, but in fact, that is what the statute says. And that's certainly what contracts often mean when they talk about derivative work. It does, it does encompass what you were saying. So yeah, I think that's, that's true. Okay. So it says worldwide license to reproduce, uh, make available, perform, display. So to me, that means all that you can just construe as they can take it, make a film out of it, and give you nothing. Yes. So, I mean, what what are authors going to do now if they don't have Spotify? For, what about us? Does that mean they can take our podcast and just do whatever they want with it? Ooh. I'd like to see them try. Can I have pick <laughs> who's gonna play me in the movie though? Like aren't you gonna play, play you? You should play you. I mean I should, but you know. <laughs> and they'll probably pay the actors in the movie because they're not bound by the license. Right. So there no. you go. So does that mean that they could then take that book and take the print rights, even if the book is, you know, already printed somewhere, self-published up on Amazon? Does that mean they could then claim that as theirs? That's an, So are they taking it? Are they saying they're taking an exclusive license? I know you just said it and I non-exclusive, non-exclusive license. And Amazon would also take a non-exclusive license to distribute. So you could have some really interesting conflicts coming up there. What I'm reading here is in order for us to provide the service to you, we do need a limited license from you to the user content. That's what they, the limited license would grant Spotify a non-exclusive transferable sub license, you know, everything that Lane just read in order that they can 
use any such content through any medium, whether alone or in combination with other content or materials in any manner, by any means, method or technology. It's pretty broad. Yeah. Yeah. The any means technology clause is my personal thorn in my side because publishers use the same thing. I always have to strike it because for all we know, tomorrow there's going to be an invention where they beam a book into our head. Right. I mean, 30 years ago, no one thought ebooks would be a thing. Yeah. Which is, of course, why people do it now, because there were all those contracts from the pre-digital world that didn't contemplate new modes of reproduction, distribution, and a whole lot of publishers were caught short by that. So now um, understanding the pace of change and the stuff that sounded like science fiction some decades ago and is commonplace today, publishers do that and technology companies do that. And I think you know, this is sort of a bit of a collective action problem because with a publisher, you may have an agent or an attorney pushing back. But with, a, you know, network effects like Spotify, you have to have everyone. I mean, that's the only way to fight it is to have like a grassroots pushback, you know, which does happen a lot. I mean, that hap- that's happened a lot to, to what used to be called Facebook with uh, privacy policies that, you know, people have boycotted Facebook and complained and then Facebook will change their policy and then they'll creep up and start taking more privacy rights and the same thing will happen. Um, But that's the problem with this, that because, as you said, it's unilateral, so the only way really to fight it is collectively. And that's what's happening with AI now. Brian Keane and I I think Paul Tremblay, they're suing in California because all those AI companies... I mean, AI doesn't work the way people think it does. It just crawls the internet to mush everything together. So it's basically stealing everyone's work. A good question I have, or maybe I'm sure authors have and would be interesting to know is if you've already uploaded your book, are you grant number one, are you grandfathered in if this policy wasn't in place before, number one? Or number two, are you screwed now if you've uploaded your book now since? And even if you take it down, are you still applicable to this clause or whatever that is happening? So I think that that's probably an important thing authors want to know. Uh, I can only imagine they're not grandfathered in because that's not how evil corporations work. And I'm sure if you take it down, I wonder, that's something for Jackie. I mean, there's probably still a copy somewhere in this system. And I would think in terms of, I mean, what you're really talking about is retroactivity, like can a contract clause apply retroactively to something that was there and was removed? That would probably depend on what the initial contract says. And the initial contract probably does say something like, you know, this this, uh, terms of services can be changed at any time unilaterally by us with, I don't know if it says it has retroactive effect, but I wouldn't be surprised. And then, you know, the question is, have have has Spotify covered itself then? Because they will have a copy somewhere. They will have a copy in their digital archive somewhere. And it reminds me of publishing contracts where, you know, if you get your rights back, the rights that have been licensed to a third party, those aren't counted. Those stay public. You know, the third party publisher still has them. And so it makes me wonder if Spotify would include something like that. I could not imagine they wouldn't. So that if you had taken your thing off Spotify, but they'd already sublicensed it, the sublicense would stay in place. Yeah. Yep. So if I put up 
my book and they turn it into a movie and I take down my book, they still have their movie. They still get to make money off it. And I'm looking at the terms of service and it says no royalties, fees or other monies, however characterized, are or shall be payable by or on behalf of Spotify to or on behalf of any person or entity in connection with or arising out of the user content you post to Spotify for artists or the exercise by Spotify of the license granted in these terms. So does that mean Spotify won't pay anyone or no one will pay anyone? Because I'm thinking of the sub-license. It sounds like Spotify Mm. won't pay anyone. And it sounds like anyone, no royalties, fees, or other monies are or shall be payable by or on behalf of Spotify. So if Spotify sells it to Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers doesn't have to pay on behalf of Spotify. Mm, That's interesting. So they just updated these terms without notifying anyone. Yes. Did anyone have... I mean, if you were a user of their services, did you have to sign anything to agree to this? There's no way you had to assign something. I'm sure they just sent out saying... A notice. Yeah, "Yeah, notice. Here's the new terms. I mean, generally, unilateral contract changes are fine if that's how the contract is set up, because that's how it works with banks and insurance companies too. Mm -hmm. But the question is when they so significantly alter people's property rights if there's any kind of, and I I don't know off the top of my head and I'm embarrassed because I should know, if there's any limitation on what you can do unilaterally if it has to do with a valuable property right, assuming that we are talking about valuable property rights that could be worth a lot of money. So let's talk what their, what is their motive for this? What was their reasoning behind making this change? I'm just curious what you, you think this would be, what prompted the change? I'm always curious need to do this for everyone to make a unilateral change of this magnitude. What is what is their aim? That's interesting because, I mean, I cannot imagine they gave a particular reason. And if they gave a particular reason, I can't imagine it's true. I glitched out for a minute, so I I, I don't know what, you, what was all said. But, I mean, the easy answer, I think, is money. Like, why would they do this money? Like, they can make more money if they have all these properties that they have now can sell to other, in other angles, right? Like, it's... But my worry would be, wouldn't the bad press, the money you'd have to pay counteracting the bad press, outweigh the money you'd make from exploiting any valuable property rights you had? I may be wrong about that. The class action lawsuit that's going to result. I can't imagine that this is not going to, at some point, end in a lawsuit. And someone mentions it could be a way for them to use narrators' voices to train AI. True. As we mentioned, Brian Keene, Paul Tremblay, a whole bunch of authors are suing in California because CatGPT, all those places, trolled the internet using looking for their books and whatnot. I mean, I have seen technology companies do blanket, like do the opposite, do blanket liability clauses and say, we are not liable for anything you post on our site that injures someone else. So like if you post something that infringes copyright, we're not liable. But this is the, I mean, the closest thing I can think of, and it was a program that didn't go very well and shut down, was the Amazon's Kindle Worlds program Mm. some years ago. Mm. licensed from, you 
know, some of the film and TV companies right. uh, rights for people to make fan fiction and there were lots of very stringent terms about what you could and couldn't do and who would own the resulting property that you created. And that only lasted, I mean, they didn't make any money out of it and it lasted for a few years and then closed down. But that was uh, that was to to take into account the requirements of the people who owned the IP to begin with. And this is this is the IP owners of the people who are doing the posting. And I wonder, I mean, it, it, it's supposed to apply apparently only to audio books. Interesting. But I mean, the way it's written, it can be anyone for anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a different setup for artists you know music because that's a whole different industry and that's you know vicious on its own and presumably it's only self-published audiobooks because if it was proprietary audiobooks that publishers own that wouldn't work at all yeah because that would be an infringement of the original license to the publisher yeah exactly so it's for their audiobook distribution platform called find a way yeah find a way voices and they actually posted clarifying our terms of service can you create an ebook transcript or a derivative work like a sequel or movie with my intellectual property and sell it no however we can create materials like a share card that help promote and market your audiobook with the direct intent of influencing your audiobook success. I, I mean, the facts clarifying our terms of use is great, but I don't think this is legally binding over what the contract says. Well, um, yes and no, because not in contract law, but in equity, you could run an action saying that you were misled by these representations. So that would be like an estoppel action that you'd be saying, uh, even though the contract says X, I was misled to my detriment to the benefit of this company and I suffered damages as a result. So that's not a contract action, but it is a legal action. Okay. And it says... Is the license to distribute my audiobook irrevocable? No. Should you decide to cease using Find Away Voices by Spotify, we will take steps to stop distributing your audiobook. It doesn't say it will stop distributing. It said mm-hmm. it will take steps yes. to. And maybe I'm being paranoid. It's just the agent brain kicking mm-hmm. in that, yeah. I mean, words have specific meaning. I'm actually very confused about what entity... Corporately speaking, Find Away Voices is. Is it a separate company or is it a brand owned by Spotify? Like, what is it actually? It's a part of Spotify. Let me pull up exactly what they are. So, it's Spotify's audiobooks platform. It has they over 150,000 titles on it and over 8 million users on their site. Yes. And Spotify bought it back in November 2021. So are they working with indie, like are they indie pub authors working with Find Away Voices or are they? Yes, yes. There's no negotiation to this contract. I mean, this is a take it or leave it. I I can't imagine they're going to negotiate. I mean, it's like trying to negotiate with Facebook. Right, exactly. It is for self-publishing. And it's like those people... for years and probably still do, they would put up disclaimers on Facebook saying, you may not use my photo for any reason. And I would have to tell people that doesn't mean anything. By signing the contract to use Facebook, 
you are literally saying you can use the photos just by putting up your own disclaimer doesn't change the fact that you signed in an agreement yes it's for self-publish authors why go to the trouble of updating your terms here's what we were talking about or someone asked why mm -hmm. we need some basic rights and permissions to help your audience discover and engage with your work or to make you promotional assets like share cards find away voices by spotify is deeply committed to your success as an author we look forward to continuing to power the distribution and contributing to the success of your published works as we innovate on the needs and opportunities in the industry. Like I said, I think that sounds like a bullshit answer. And I'm 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 really I'm very confused about Find a Way because I my understanding was that they were originally a regular audiobook distributor. So they've been purchased by Spotify at some point. Yes. Oh, November okay. 2021. And Find a Way had you paid to be distributed by them. And Spotify did away with that. But now they're taking quote unquote basic rights and permissions. I, I don't know the exact verbiage on YouTube, but we can create share cards and cards at the end of videos. To my knowledge, there is no, we can make derivative works. I mean, they can say everything they want in the facts section. I mean, this is just on their blog, but the contract says what the contract says. Yeah, right. Which is why when an editor says, oh, we'll give you this much marketing, I'm like, okay, let's put it in the contract. They're like, no, we can't do that because what they're telling me in an email is bullshit. They may not even know it's bullshit, but it is. Well, it's something that they have to legally stand by. In the email saying, we'll give you this marketing? Yeah, if they don't put it in the contract, then they don't. Yes. There, there's no legally binding that they have to, to stand right. by. Exactly, which is why, I mean, the fact, the FAQ, it's all bullshit because what matters is between the four corners of the contract. Yeah, I they're mean, not signing over, the, they're not signing on the on the FAQ dotted line, right? Yeah. They're signing on the contract dotted line. Right. So yeah. they're basically going to get sued. Oh, yeah. I can't <laughs> imagine they're not going to get sued. I mean, even the fact is vague. We need some basic rights and permissions. What are basic yeah. rights? Yeah, but those aren't basic, right? Yeah. Like what they're asking for to to have all derivative to what was it to make derivative works without any limitation without limitation. That is not what what did you just say? It's a basic, right. I'm not a basic if you're doing yeah. without limitations. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, okay. Maybe their intent is in the spirit of this fact, but that doesn't have anything to do with anything else. In the spirit of, just like that band, the book band, they're doing it in the spirit of protecting children, but the way it's written is, we're going to arrest you if you sneeze the wrong way and I don't like it. I mean, there's also an unconscionable contract, unconscionability doctrine in American contract law, which is very, very hard for plaintiffs to succeed on. But if it really is a grab of substantive rights under the guise of, oh, we just need this to operationalize our system, I wonder if that would trigger, you have to satisfy, I don't know, procedural and substantive unconscionability. And you could say, well, procedurally, you know, we didn't get to discuss it. It was foisted upon us. And, and substantively, it's, it's a huge grab of intellectual property rights. And to what Anne was saying, unlimited, and they're talking about derivative works, they can make bookmarks. 
and even just the share cards, the ads. What if you wrote a, you know, a Christian novel and on the share card is also a bodice ripper and that's offensive to you. You don't have the ability to say boo. Did you say bodice? Do you mean bodice? Bodice. <laughs> what did I say? Bodice? Bodice. I was like, what's a bodice? And then I was like, bodice. oh. Well, that, that's how little I know. That's a, You <laughs> see, I don't know what a bodice is. you probably never worn one. That's okay. No, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Maybe I should try. Because they say in any manner, by any means, method, or technology. So what can authors do short of suing and removing their books? Yeah, and, and that was my question. And does removing your book, mm. does that now mean that they don't have the ability to do it anymore? Because they, they already have the, they have it, right? Like yeah. I can say, okay, you don't have this anymore, but do they still have it? Because- Yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, it says, can you sell my audiobook without paying me royalties? No, you will always be paid according to our payment terms. We cannot change your audiobook or create a new product in any way that would bypass our payment obligations. But that doesn't, that's not what the contract reflects. Right. That's not what it's saying. Because it's saying that they can translate the work, they can generate transcripts, and they can make derivative work without limitations. And display it and modify yeah. it. And I'm, I'm going back to Kelly's thought, though. I wonder what the thinking is here. I mean... Because it just seems like such a weird way of trying to do a intellectual property rights grab. So it seems to me it must, it almost must have been accidental. It must have been that they were trying to do something else. And, you know, I could, I could see someone saying, well, what if we have to comply with uh, disability regulations? So we need to create transcripts and we need to do this and we need to do that. And just it not even occurring to anyone because the FAQ is so different to what the contract now says. I mean, you're giving people a big benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, well, I, 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 mean, I think I think at the end of the day, I think that you have too many yes men in a room, right? Like that's how we end up with these these terrible it's because there's not someone being like, well, hold on a second. Why aren't we looking at this from this other angle? So you have a bunch of people in a room that are like, oh yeah, it sounds like a great idea. We should do that. And you just not think beyond the immediate right yeah you can't see the forest of the trees right like you only see exactly what it is that you want to see in this so that was a lot of benefit of the doubt that's yeah, very absolutely. nice of you jackie <laughs> yes, i agree i was gonna say I, I i think there is i see it as they are just an evil corporation out to get money business cats they got investors see i think that's oversimplifying as well I, there's got to be a reason behind it and i'd love to understand what that is so that you could really see the full picture. You know, as for what authors can do, it seems like really remove your content is, yeah. is it. And yeah. then for new authors, I mean, this really affects mostly self-published mm -hmm. authors. Find a different platform and really read that contract very carefully. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the other reason this strikes me as could easily be a mistake because if the other self-published audio platforms aren't doing the same thing and no one is saying that they are, then Findaway Voices can't compete if everyone removes their stuff and goes to ACX or something. So it seems to me that, and I always think never attribute to evil what you could attribute to incompetence, because it seems to me if you were trying to do something incredibly evil, you would sort of do it as a monopoly with the other audio publishers. But 
they're not. And so the easy thing is just to remove your content and go to another platform. Well, there's mm -hmm. nothing that says that evil isn't already incompetent, right? Well, that's true. Like, evil and incompetent. Like mutually exclusive. No. no. <laughs> but I did have a job once where I was an in-house counsel and I had to look at all the new regulations promulgated by the government. So we're talking about government drafting, not corporate drafting, to figure out how those regulations would absolutely accidentally impact our business. And there were so many of them because it was what you said, Anne, it was people in a room trying to do X and accidentally also doing Y and Z. And then someone putting up their hand and saying, I don't think you meant like this. And they're like, oh yeah, we shouldn't have drafted it that way. But you know, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't in the room where it happened. They should pay you, Jackie, to help to to come in as an expert. You know, they should. I'm very good at sitting in rooms and reading documents. That's that's what they train us for. We we really just live in little dark rooms with big glasses and you know markup pens. Well, they should. Huh. Pay you. They I'm should. Here to support that. Lots of people should pay me. Money. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. So I mean, I I wonder why people would go to Spotify anyway as a I mean, it says non-exclusive, but right. I, I mean, if I were to get an audiobook, I would not be getting it on Spotify. Yeah. Someone just sent me a link to get a book on Spotify, which is so oh, kind really? of ironic of all of this. I haven't done it yet because I have, was like, I'll have to figure the technology out because I've never done it before, right? Like, so I was like, give me a chance and I'll and I'll figure it out. But um, yeah, so I, I'll look into it. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Please do. One of our listeners one of our 10 listeners asked about if we were on spotify they couldn't find us and i was like i don't fucking know let me look because i use this website that distributes it to everywhere so i had to look and i was like oh okay we're on spotify and now i have to go read the terms of service and i mean are they gonna take our voices and i'm gonna be reading a book and it's going to be my dumb voice being No, like, it'll be mine because I have the accent. I have the cool accent. Uh, well, they would all talk with accents and then they can't use any of ours. And then we'll never be able to do it. Good thing I just have a very bad voice and no one wants to listen to it. I don't know. I just, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting for them to hire, like, I don't know, Kristen Bell or something to play me in well, our Spotify movie. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that one. Absolutely. I could totally see that. Um, okay, so final thoughts? Uh, Self-published authors might want to pull those books out, pull them down for a while until they sort their nonsense out over there at Spotify and figure out what it is that they're really intending on doing and um, what they actually ended up doing. I don't know. And if anyone knows what that clause was inserted for in the first place more than is obvious online, please anonymously send a tip to our tip line because I'm curious now. Yes, right there. Right there. Yes. <laughs> Kelly, final thoughts? Yeah, just self-published authors beware. It's concerning. Read the fine print. And take us out because you do the best outro. I do the best outro. All right. Well, that is Lane, Kelly, Jackie, and Anne here on The Literary Lens. So make sure you like, subscribe, and buy yourself a kitten because that's the best way. I don't know, because that's amazing. Let's just do it that. <laughs>